0: What natural skills do you possess, right? That contributed to your success as a recruiter specifically?
1: You're always having to, I think, practice. Mm -hmm. Practice makes perfect, but seeing so many resumes, being a good reader of people, um, you know, it does take some charisma, Mm -hmm. but it takes mostly
0: listening. Mm -hmm. Talk to me, how'd you get into recruiting? Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I began my journey when I was about 22 years old, because I didn't realize how much recruiting you need in every business. Once you start building a product, service, or investment, mm-hmm. the only way for capitalism in society, you have to do those three. And you need recruiting with every one of those, because somebody has to have an opportunity.
0: Right. Yeah. I want to be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a milli every week. I want to be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a Billy every week. I wanna be a billionaire, billionaire, billionaire. billionaire. I wanna billionaire. be a billionaire Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast I am your host, Johnny Vegas Now today, I got a very, very, very special guest on my show, ladies and gentlemen You're in for a treat, so take some notes This man is a master recruiter He helps develop businesses Enough said, ladies and gentlemen Quincy Freeman. How are oh, you, sir? Thanks, thanks. I appreciate you. <laughs> you know, what's crazy. He don't know me as Johnny Vegas. He know me about my government. Not too many people know the government, unless you sign some checks. That's why he knows the government. <laughs> <laughs> How Let's you doing say, today, sir? Doing well, doing well. I'm glad to be here. Nah, man, glad to have you, man. We got an interesting story, man. I mean, you know, through my entrepreneurial days, you know, I was doing real estate and solar, which I still am on the side for those who don't know. But nevertheless, I was trying to connect the dots, right, and partner with different solar entities to funnel some leads through there and make more money, right, like entrepreneurs do. But you know, he was trying to give me a job, and I was like, "Listen, I want a partnership." So we spent like six months going back and forth, you know. And next thing you know, I was like, "You know what? Let me give it a shot." And you know what? It, it was a great opportunity that I took advantage of, you know. So now I'm doing the solar thing, and uh, yeah, I'm helping helping save the lives, man, and change the world, man. One one home at a time, one roof at a time, yeah, roof at a time. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's a
1: that's a good story because uh, we we sure did. We met we met. It's almost been a year and a half now. Since I've known you, and uh, yeah, it's about about six months, and you said, "Yeah, I want an, an exclusive deal with the multi-million-dollar solar company," <laughs> and I said,
0: "I was okay, coming, I wasn't I, playing no games. I was like, look, man, I'm a boss, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an employee. I'm yeah. like, I I can, I can, I can
1: help you with the employment getting you.'" to the entrepreneurship and let that overflow. Yeah. And uh, we and we ended up uh, finally seeing eye to eye. And uh, I'm glad we made it happen. But that was only because the company was starting to offer higher salaries. <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I now, mean, Come back when you come a little bit
0: higher next time. talk about it. Very true, very true, very true. Oh, man, so talk to me, man. How'd you get into recruiting? Let's talk about yeah. that.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I began my journey when I was Bob. 22 years old. Mm. 22 years old. I'm 33 now, so about 11 years ago. Wow. Yep. Sun in the
0: water. He looked like he's (laughs) about (laughs) 24. I
1: appreciate you. Uh, uh, 24 and a half. Hey. (laughs) So, so yeah, no, I got into it. I was a young Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, like just like yourself, Mm -hmm. and um, I started out in Jersey. Watch out There's now, uh, I started a marketing company where we're doing services and had sales reps in like different stores, like 10 stores. Mm. And uh, it was also helping other people around the Northeast, like 13 other states. And anyways, I had to start recruiting because I was like, I have to, I'm spreading myself too thin. You know, and you get, when your business grows, when you start scaling, yeah. And 22, first of all, you, you, you have to find other people. And so everybody I hired mm. was older than me. Just in general, so I've never I, I was wow. not used to hiring anybody that was younger than me because I was the youngest guy in my company. Nice, you know. So, but I first started doing interviews not like at a big nice office with nice suits or anything like that. I started at a candy shop. Yeah, man. at a candy shop, and I I told the owner of the candy shop I said, hey, listen, I'll buy a candy apple. <laughs> If you let me do interviews here, I see you're slow anyways. This is in the winter in Jersey and nobody comes to the winners in Jersey. So, no, so um, so we made the deal and that's how I started doing my interviews is in a candy shop, and then we got a Regis, we got offices, we got more offices, and you know, and that started building. 25 I sold that company, became a consultant for other, you know, CEOs. And that started really being a blessing because I didn't realize how much recruiting you need in every business. Once you start building a product service or investment. Mm-hmm. The only way for capitalism in society, you have to do those three and you need recruiting with every
0: one of those because somebody has to have an opportunity. Right. I agree, man. I agree wholeheartedly. So tell me what natural skills do you possess, right? That contributed to your success as a recruiter specific?
1: Yeah, I think it really began probably when I was like five, when <laughs> I was like, you
0: know, you recruit people
1: to like, hey, play the game with you or, you know, play hide and seek or, you know like hey uh you guys want to do this all together and kind of get a group together or something mm-hmm. i think you have to have those like kind of includer skills kind of early on and you know want to be part of teams that also want to win mm-hmm. you know it's, it's had a, it's that really group camaraderie especially if you've done sports or anything like that or if you've ever done anything with truly a team yeah that's really how you can get good at recruiting because everybody wants to work with somebody that's i would believe interdependent Mm. You know, not dependent where I automatically need you for everything or mm. independent where I don't need you for anything. Right. But interdependent where, hey, man, you know, anything you need, just let me know. But other than that, I'll see you
0: when I see you. Hmm. OK. Yeah, we all like that. What other skills do you think you have to possess? You know, because I know it has to be bigger than just being a part of a team. Yeah. Right. Like, for example, knowing how to read people, you right. know, so know, how to listen, things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It takes a lot of practice, you know, a lot of okay. resumes. I see probably 75 resumes a day, mm-hmm. you know, just on average. Uh, now I'm getting to maybe 100, 125. So you have to really be able to see, and that's across the country. Mm-hmm. That's not like, you know, for just one client, you know, I have multiple clients. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to see from different spaces. I got a call this morning. Uh, somebody said, I want to meet you in your office on Monday. Um, I have some IT professionals that I want you to um, hire for me. I saw your Business, are you at this address? Mm-hmm. You know, I said yes, and so we can meet possibly later today. I have a podcast that I'm going to. Right, right. right. I'm going to be on the radio. so I have to go. Yes, this is Mr. Vegas. So, yes. So, you know, you're always having to. I think practice, mm-hmm. practice makes perfect. But seeing so many resumes, being a good reader of people, um, you know, it does take some charisma, mm-hmm. but it takes mostly listening. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes to me three times as much to listen than it does to speak you know, because I have to listen to three things. One, your body language, your tonality, and then finally your words. And your words are the most easily to manipulate. Mm. So I really read your tone and how you're saying something. And I'm really reading your body language because your face you can probably barely control.
0: Wow. So you definitely do have to be good at reading people. That was a jewel right there. I hope you picked up on that, man. I hope you picked up on that. Nah, I love it, man. Okay, so, whoo! How difficult is it for you to tell somebody no, right? Somebody's been like, oh my God, I want this job so bad. Oh my God, I don't have no money, my mind's sick. But then you got to tell them no. You got to be the bearer of yeah. bad news. So yeah, I'm sure you deal with that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, all the time.
1: I never say no. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, all the time. <laughs> uh, I, 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 never, I never say no. I say, you know, um, we thank you for, you know, your interest and... From there, you know, we'll possibly see other opportunities that can come up to fit your skill set. You know, so there's always sugarcoat. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. And maybe it's not a place for them, and maybe this isn't a place for them. Uh, Maybe I can help them. Maybe later on, or help them with a resume. But (laughs) maybe, maybe this job specifically isn't for them.
0: There's There's a a future future. for you somewhere, but not here. Somewhere, yeah.
1: (laughs) Check back in a few months. Some people come back in like a year, year and a half and then they end up getting hired. Really? They end up finally having the skills and then having that personality, having that body language, mm. to then speak like they have the practice. Yeah. And then we literally hire them on the spot. They're like a different person. Wow. So I see that time and time again. So I really don't like to say no. Because mm-hmm. that can ruin somebody's dream, like Simon Cowell on like any show, like yeah. he just crushes dreams. Right? <laughs> like so, I don't want to say no. Like your talent sucks. I want to say no. Your talent is maybe placed, but not right here yet. Elsewhere, and then I would like you to come back,
0: or something mm-hmm. like that. That's cool. That's cool, and that's that's good because you still give them hope. Yeah, know, to the, where they can polish themselves yeah. to excel in whatever endeavor they choose. Yeah, I'm I'm never burning a hundred bridges a day. I'm only building a hundred. So there you go. Well said. Well said. Okay, what makes a bad recruiter? <laughs> Someone that doesn't listen. <laughs> what you say? <laughs> what you said. <laughs> uh,
1: um, uh, maybe, probably anything like that. Mm. That's very doubtful. Mm. You know, just like that tonality of body language. Like, yeah, that makes a bad recruiter. Mm. You know, somebody that's not probably stand up. You know guy, gal, really, the, the gender does not matter what I see when recruiting, mm-hmm. you, you know? You could say, you know, men will follow a skirt. That's really not true. Yeah. Um, or a, a, ga- a gal will follow a nice looking guy. It's, mm-hmm. it's not as it's true. There's three things people are looking for. Money. Well, always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Culture, good culture there. Okay. And something that's fresh and easy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. something that you can do that's I new think. and, you know, that's innovative, you know, mm-hmm. just like solar, right, that's at the right, right. time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Okay, I like that answer, okay. All right, let's see here. So, hmm, recruiting. How do you make recruiting bigger than just you, right? Like, when turning it into an actual business, because right now you're recruiting on behalf of another entity, yeah. right? So how do you make it bigger than just you? And we talked about this briefly yep. before, but, you know, elaborate further how, how your vision for that plan.
1: Yes, yeah, I, I think it's really about branding. You know, it's like turning recruiting into this entire empire. And making it a, um, you know, what, what everybody hates is when you go to a restaurant and it's understaffed, mm-hmm. or you go to a nursing facility and it's understaffed, or yeah. you go anywhere and it's understaffed. You're like, ah, oh, you always see people get rude, or something happens, fight breaks out, whatever happens is understaffed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what, what I, I think is a possibility is to staff nursing facilities across the board. And when I'm working with this one facility here, I think it's more about branding, mm-hmm. you know, and how to now brand myself a little differently than just working with one facility or working with one client like Solar, but also working with different facilities. Like I work with nursing facilities now, which is really nice, like almost hundred across the country. Mm-hmm. So that's just very different because they all have different needs, LPNs, RNs, CNAs, and, Nurses are the best to be candidates. I'm so sorry for any other candidates out yeah. there. Nurses are the best because they're so nice and they're so selfless. They're so they're so giving, and that makes me want to like really help nurses across the country in general. Yeah, you know. So my goal is possibly in 10
0: years to um, staff a million nurses across the country. You know, to help a lot of people. I love that, that's man. Up. I love that. Shout out to my girl. My girl's in there. She's a quality stroke coordinator at Kaiser Permanente. Let's go. <laughs> Kaiser Permanente. We're going to start working with Kaiser uh, in three weeks. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so Congrats. I'm going to have him on my uh, site. So. so, okay, so let's take a deeper dive in like the hands-on approach and day-to-day operation when it comes to recruiting because this is just you doing this, Yes. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So how do we roll yeah. that to where you can just manage the situation, and have somebody recruiting for Kaiser, somebody recruiting for GHS, somebody recruiting for this, but if you're, you're, it's on your umbrella, right? Yeah. How do we get there?
1: Um, I think, you know, just like any relationship, there has to be a measure of distance. Mm. And if I can distance myself from one client to another client, um, it'll be a lot easier. Because right now, yeah, it is all on me. Mm -hmm. With nursing, it's a little bit easier because I have another recruiter and then I have another business developer. So they're already doing things like they're working right now on Mm -hmm. a Saturday. We're we're here. Right. Um, So that feels good. Just like kind of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, it's going to take time and it's going to take money and manpower. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm going to hustle and drive until that happens.
0: Is that part of your trajectory? Like, do you want to, do you have that goal in mind?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hands off. I would rather drive a Tesla than I would drive a Mustang. Right, right. I like the power of a Mustang. Like, everybody wants to control their business and it drives fast with you on the pedal. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think you could also have some automation and and let the Tesla do its thing. And my friend Jojo got to work yesterday and he said, I pushed the button and it got me there Every, every single route. Right. And I would love to do that with my business too. Right. For sure, wonderful.
0: For real, man. It will. It will happen, man. If I got anything to do with that. I mean, because we Absolutely. talked about it before. Absolutely. So I, I, I see that. You know, I could definitely help you with that.
1: And that's my plan, you know, mm-hmm. to, to bring, you know, te- that's always my goal. And I think that any, any great recruiter's goal is to bring people that are more talented in another area than yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're fantastic with business development, you know, fantastic with that charisma. I possibly wouldn't be able to be as smooth in certain ways, and it's nice too to be able to to offset my skill set to say, okay, you're better than me in this. Can you have this role, and then let's leverage each other. That's a fact, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's very
0: powerful, and I, I'm excited to do that. That's a fact. I'm excited to my brother. <laughs> so, how do you select um, what companies you want to recruit for? Like, because it's yeah. not just any anybody you want to work yeah. with, right? So, I'm sure you're very selective in yeah. that department. Yeah. It has to be something
1: truthful. It has to be something accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's more about people than a product, service or investment, no matter what. It's all about the person. The person's like uncredible, Mm -hmm. you know, um, let's say their business doesn't check out, their books don't check out, uh, or they lie about something, red flags. Mm -hmm. If somebody gives me a red flag, I don't go to that country. Gotcha. You know, so. So
0: describe those red flags. Yeah.
1: If, if, the, if Let's say I look up the business and you know, it's on LinkedIn or it's on Google or the, the website is mm-hmm. let's say fraudy, mm-hmm. you know, that you're going to have a lot to do with there. Somebody doesn't do videos. Like that's a big thing. You don't want to allow people to see you and be transparent. You probably do have something hide. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I like to see people's transparency because it gives a, a bridge of accountability that one day I'm going to need that leverage from you to you say you do exactly what you say you're going to do. Yeah. If you say you're going to pay 5,000, 10,000 for this role, and me and you are together on this, and he agrees with that specific facility, yeah. well, he has to be accountable to that 10,000. yeah. Five for me, five for you, however that works out. Mm-hmm. So accountability, I believe, is the easiest way to achieve uh, filtration through relationships, yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you do in your off time? Read. <laughs> Read, go on
1: vacations with my uh, okay. my family, my mom. Yeah. yeah I'd always travel. Mm-hmm. we're traveling all the time we just came back from uh we were in mexico for my birthday with fiji on my mom's birthday last month mm-hmm. i don't think it's been a month it's still got the tan yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Like you.
0: <laughs> i see you out here
1: uh, but then we're gonna go to japan in about a month or two ah. so i'm trying to just stay here and then while i'm here i just business 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 mark Cuban says it too yeah okay 24 7. and plus something i like to do it if i didn't yeah. like to do it that would probably suck yeah but i i love business i can't do science but hmm. i can Put the business with the science, yeah.
0: What are some of your favorite books?
1: Uh, I'm with the book right now, shout out to um, Make Big Happen Mm -hmm. by Mark Moore, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Make Big Happen, that's a fantastic book, I wish I actually brought it, Uh, but that's, uh, everybody knows Napoleon Hill, Mm -hmm. Think and Grow Rich, that's my favorite book to read ongoing again and again. Way of the Wolf uh, by Jordan Belford, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people don't know how to persuade another person Mm -hmm. to even go to like, Panda Express and what do you want to eat, right? And I, oh. can't, I can't get you to persuade you to get this orange chicken over the beef and broccoli. right? You know, you gotta be able to be able to persuade in any category. So I, I think those books are very like scientific. And, mm-hmm. You know, it helps me through life. It's also, if I want to persuade myself to do something that you right. want to do, you know, it's like, all right, well, they do have the beef and broccoli. This is right. nice, yeah. That's what's up, man.
0: What is some of your favorite quotes?
1: Um, fantastic, that's a fantastic question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's better to be A warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. I would rather. I would really rather be ready for anything. You know, I've been doing martial arts for 12 years, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really just to never fight. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, um, but I really believe that, and having enough money is 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 really important. Mm. You know, um, you know, just to be able to live long. You know, these facilities, I mean, you know, if you want somebody to take care of you, it's going to cost like $15,000 a month at your house. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to be at these facilities, it may cost Mm $10,000. And if you want to be like a single bachelor at 33 years old, it'll cost, you know, 30, you know, like in Hawaii, maybe $7,000 a month. So it's interesting how the longer you live, the more expensive it it costs. Mm -hmm. You know, I could be a bachelor now, but then at 70 years old, I'm going to need $10,000. Maybe at 80 years old, I'll need $15,000 for somebody to take care of me. Right. So I think money really helps you breathe and being that uh, warrior for yourself in this money world fighting for yourself and grinding for yourself and hustling for yourself, you know, you're able to produce a garden. but right. you're not able you know, you're not just a
0: gardener. No more. That's so, right. a yeah. I like that one. Okay. Why are you single? Why do you think you're single? Oh, well,
1: I, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, because sometimes we
0: get wrapped up in a lot of what, what we're say. doing, you know what I'm saying? We're just focus, 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 and yeah. we may miss certain opportunities, whether it could be with a female or another business endeavor or whatever, but yeah, either yeah. way, it leaves us where we're at, 33, yeah. single, yeah. you know, not, not a father yet, stuff yeah. like that, so, you know... Do you think uh, you're too focused to be in a relationship at this time, or what's that? That's
1: that's a that's a great, that's a great question. Mm. I'm in a new relationship, so you know this uh, this is this is all new for me, mm. and so I'm having to uh, I don't know shift not not priorities, but shift uh, just a little bit of energy. Mm. Maybe maybe instead of watching a little bit less TV and my shows, then I'm talking to you know her, yeah. or, or I'm spending more time with family so that I could be more clear headed when I'm talking to her. So it's just a little different prioritizing energy, but. Mm yeah it's definitely going to take a toll that's why i'm working so hard now so that when i do have you know the family i have a lot more time it's mm-hmm. a lot of imbalance right now but i would rather the imbalance for reducing
0: a lot of balance so mm. i'm know. glad you brought up balance because i'm real big into meditation right and that helps yeah. me balance yeah. mentally because i got so much going on i mean so real estate podcast music everything. yeah for it, sure so it's like i need to stay level-headed just to have it clear to yeah. capture all that energy, you know? So what do you do to, to help yourself balance?
1: Oh, uh, well, not to get spiritual on everybody. <laughs> but, uh, but no, in the morning and the night, I say their father prayer, mm-hmm. you know, that helps me out. So I feel like, all right, God's will is gonna be done regardless, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> whatever I do today, and I'm gonna just be my whole self. Mm. And I feel like I, I know that, uh, you know, probably some things are gonna uh, get thrown at me today. Mm but you know that old warrior mentality it makes me feel like very balanced like Mm -hmm. in the morning and night i really have nothing to worry about it's very it's a very serene mentality Mm -hmm. plus i know everything's happening for me Mm -hmm. so there's certain quotes like not nothing's happening to me Mm -hmm. everything's happening for me Mm -hmm. If there's a problem like uh brian tracy that's good right you find something good in it and uh it helps me get rid of like attitudes Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like you know having that friction or you know just frustration or anything like that, uh, you have to stay in that, ser- that serenity mm-hmm. and being able to constantly let go. Mm-hmm. And So that helps me because I know, oh, well, everything's for me. It's all good. Right. Got to figure it out and call it a day.
0: That's right. You're here for a reason, not a yeah. season, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah.
1: Feeling that peace and getting back to a reset button and saying, I deserve peace, first of all. So right. whatever that somebody's trying to give me, maybe that's not what I deserve. That's what they think I deserve. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I like what it. I deserve, and I deserve peace. Maybe distance is what they deserve for me, right? And that's that's a blessing because whatever the measurement of my relationships is always helpful in that distance.
0: Mm. Yeah. Now I like that man because too many people let. That- other people control their emotions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like with the, with their energy, where you always in, are always in control. But yeah. the moment you switch your energy and, and react, yeah. they're in control. You know right. what I'm saying? So having that high level thinking where you can master your own energy right. is key.
1: Yeah, yeah. And plus, it's a way for you to never be manipulated. Like, Boom. you know, uh, have you ever read the Art of Seduction? Oh, I love you Robert know, Green. Robert Green, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert Green. Uh, I read yeah. all of his books. Mastery is my favorite. Oh, Mastery, yeah, well that's, yeah, fantastic book. Mm-hmm. That's, I committed, that's funny that you mentioned that. That was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. you probably notice it now, actually you would. About a year ago, um, I started like, you know, just by how I was talking very sharp and sometimes I hurt my own mother's feelings just by, you know, just how I would say certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what do you mean? What do you mean? How are you doing? Like, it, what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> and so it wouldn't be as nurturing. Right. And so I went on this quest of a hundred days of uh, mastery of nurturing. Yeah. So yeah. I would, you know, learn one thing a day, like when you commit to Twenty One Habits. And but I did a hundred days. And she was like, "Well, what's going to happen after a hundred days?" I was like, "Well, probably I'll get the habit." <laughs> probably, you yeah. know. And that's one thing I got the from the Green. <laughs> mastery is really important because you have to do things maybe five times as much. Grant Cardone talks about ten times as much mm-hmm. for you to get the succe- true successful lasting results. And I, that, that's definitely believable. Mm-hmm. So mastery and balance, and it all takes a, an incredible amount of discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you see women fighters do it all the time. This incredible amount of discipline, Ronda Rousey, just mm-hmm. oh, this is so cool. Even golf, and it's just an, anything that you've ever seen that's successful to me. Yeah, is an incredible amount of discipline. Even the, yeah. the dating shows. Yeah. it's like those experts are incredible with how they can read people. Right, it takes amount of discipline. Mm-hmm. And so does balance, and so does serenity takes a whole lot of discipline.
0: Your martial art days, did that contribute with how you are disciplined today? Uh,
1: I'd probably say even before than my track days. Ah. Yeah, in high school. Cause I knew, I was like, well, gotta run today. If I don't run, nobody's gonna run for me. That's a fact. So you realize to get to your goals, only your legs can take you there. Mm-hmm. I learned that real early on. My mom, my mom shook me when I was real young. She was like, you gotta learn accountability. Right. <laughs> Four. Right. And so I just always realize I'm accountable for my successes and failures. My failures are feedback, so I'm along the way. Right. I love, I love that, that man. man. Well we're gonna end
0: it off on that note. Quincy, it's been a pleasure, my brother. Always man. Hey, we are we, we're building a legacy together, man. Like our story is just growing and growing, Absolutely. and I, I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. Absolutely. Um let the people know where they can follow you, where they can send you a resume.
1: Hey. <laughs> All that good stuff. You guys can follow me at Shauna, or you can simply look up Quincy D. Freeman. Um, I have books out there, my websites out there. If you do want to send me your resume, so you, if you, got a book, a you got a book out?
0: Yeah, I have oh five no, I have a book. <laughs> Talk about that. We know you, uh, you have a book. Let's, let's talk about. Let's see.
1: That. Now we have a continuation for the next episode. This is episode one out of two. Mm. But yeah, I got five books out there. Um, the first three are "Identity and Loves, uh 461 pages written from woman's eyes. Mm. So that's some balance right there. Okay. You no, know, um, that's a, that's a really beautiful novel. Uh, Michelle Obama wrote me back, and she was like, "Thank you for your gift. I sent to the White House." Wow. And so yeah, man, yeah, man. So that was really cool. So pick it up, "Identity and Love." You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, okay. God's story, if you're a spiritual person, okay. you know, if you want to learn a little bit more about the divine, it's like, if that, if the walls in the house of God could talk, what would they say?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I like this podcast. What, I, would they, what would they say? I
0: this like, time. I like that one. I, 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 I might read that one first. Yeah, they, yeah. What I just took away from that was. I got to hold myself accountable now cuz we're, we're literally in God's walls, you know. Yeah.
1: So
0: continue continue yeah, talk, yeah. talk about and the
1: books. and the last one is uh the two towers. So the yeah. first one is a three part series, Identity and Love uh, uh the Light into the Dark and you know you have the journey. Mm-hmm. And so the last one is the Two Towers to end everything off. It actually is the completion of all five books. Mm-hmm. Um it was uh it's all about the CIA and you know, counterintelligence agency. And it's really for the guys. You know, because the guys were like, "Ah, oh, man, you wrote about the girls. You wrote about the spirits, but I mean, what about the guys?" And right, so right. It's a huge thriller book, and you know, it actually has Christine in the end, and you could actually see how it all ties in together. Uh, Twenty years before nine, with nine eleven and everything like that, mm-hmm. and then it goes into nine eleven and now. So it's really, really, it's really fascinating how we all kind of build each other up from the ashes. So it's really cool. No, I like, It's our way.
0: I like yeah. that, I like that. So let, let's start, take a quick dive into that. So let's talk about the business of being an author, right? So how did you, where are these books? Did you self publish this mm-hmm. by the way? Yeah. Okay, how? Explain that process.
1: Yeah, well, I sent it to 160 publishers before I self published <laughs> <Okay. laughs> And they only- all <laughs> went, okay, 10,000. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, do this, you can do that, you can do this. And, and it wasn't until um, I got a call on a Saturday mm-hmm. from the VP of Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was VG. She sounded like customer. The service. your Bonds
0: and Noble called him. We can't just <laughs> zoom over that. <laughs> right. Do yeah. your googles on Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah,
1: so uh it's beautiful, beautiful. I don't want to mention her name and things like that, privacy-wise. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so she called me. She was super like sick on a Saturday. I thought she was like customer service or something. On a Saturday. Yeah, yeah on sick. A Saturday.
0: She yeah. was like, you know,
1: I was reading, she was like ah, I was reading, like, I said, hold on, I'm at the gym. So yeah. I, I didn't know who she was. <laughs> the VP of Barnum was our
0: whole, because he's at the gym. I didn't man. know who she was. So, that's a boss Yes, uh, Boss, boss, <laughs>
1: billionaire club. Uh, shout out, shout out. <laughs> young young protege. Yes, so, um, yeah, so I answered the phone. I said, oh, okay, how can I help you? And she said, while well, I was reading 21 pages of your book, this is from a woman's eyes and you, are you a man? I was like, yes, I'm a, I'm a man. She's like, are you a straight man? I said, yeah, I'm a straight man. She's like, this book is incredible. Will you be one of our young authors on our new Nook program? I'm the <clears> creator, <throat> creator of Nook. And I said, oh. <laughs> so I sent her a white 75 bouquet of flowers saying thank you. And then she's looking for a buyer for me. And that's how I got on Amazon the way I did. Wow. So she really supported my book and along the way. And that's one of the big reasons I wrote the third book. Mm. Um, but the inspiration comes really from, you know, dedication of my mom and other you know relationships and friends and you know sisters along the way that i've seen go through things and
0: just not being understood i love that man That's it's pretty admirable of you um so as far as like going into how you make money as an author right because there's a lot of people out there who are writing books but don't really know the next step and not a yeah. lot of them are going to get a call from the vp of barzano right true. <laughs> so what would I mean. they have to do to kind of self-publish and you know, go through that process to put the book out there.
1: Yeah, I would say uh, it hit up 160 publishers. <laughs> okay. uh, I would say, you know, really, you know, you can go on uh, Amazon right now and go on. I'm not like, a. I wish I could. Guys, send me a commission on Amazon. Come in, Jeff. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but no, it's the process still works over there. It's still been getting paid from Amazon for seven years off that. So mm-hmm. that, that is a real, That's a cool income like So that. it's like residual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Like you God. buy it right now, get it next week. It's really cool. Copy. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, create your, create your novel, uh, your book, your whatever it's gonna be uh, you know, put some YouTube out there. I took a whole tour. I came back from Jersey and consulted the CEOs. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I'm writing my books. So I was like, I'm writing my last one. Let me just go on a tour. So I went on the tour when I was back in California and I just
0: did my books everywhere. So on this tour, like it was a book signing where you yeah. were you speaking on the, yeah. Like the book? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I had, a, I, had a, I
1: had a friend help me out. He had his own publishing company and uh, he booked on he booked me some gigs and uh, I would book myself some gigs. Mm. And I'd be like, let me come to this bookstore and let me just come on Saturday and just have my book signing. They were like, oh yeah, we would love that. I was like, I'll talk at your book club too about it.
0: I would never go to the book clubs, right, but right, right. it was a way
1: for me to, um, Say, let me get my book out. And I would, and I would utilize my hustle ability and I would sell my books. Nice. You know, I would have like a stack of books. My my mom would be with me. Like, you know, she would be like, all right, I'm going to go to the massage section over there. Yeah. And, you know, an hour later, she would come back. I got three books done. You that's know, amazing. so I'm just, you now I'm selling my books like an hourly job. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. Out to, out how to, how shout out to, to
0: the momager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. Straight
1: right. up. Yeah, straight up.
0: Nah, no, I love that, man. Well, that's, that's an amazing accomplishment, man. I'm actually in the middle of writing my first one. Nice. Um, it's actually completed, but it took about two and a half years to put it together. So now it's uh, going into the Good things chapters. take time. So, so you actually help thank you. You're actually helping someone right now. You know, you're also. gonna help more when this releases, but I was asking more for myself. Wonderful. Yeah, because that's that's my next chapter in this life, is to pursue, uh, pursue the author side of me. Oh, you got it. It's like fashion.
1: When, when you get music on top of fashion, everybody knows you. Mm-hmm. So you got your marketing already. And now everybody mm-hmm. knows that they're going to want to hear from you, especially on a literature form. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to people want to uh, read your words. Right. You know, there's always, of course, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. But let yourself be a good copy of that. Right. Let yourself be a good copy. People like to copy off you. Of mm-hmm. And I think it's important. I like to copy off of my greats. Mm-hmm. I still to look at Kobe Bryant about him, not going to reveal him, right? But I still live like him. Right, Something right, like right. that, you know. Those, that black mama mentality. Yeah, yeah. Black black mama, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you copy your greats and, you know, if I'm a great
0: to you and you're a great to me, it's like, you copy each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to look eye to eye with our friends, too. Well said, man. Quincy Freeman, it's been a pleasure, my brother. Thank you for coming through, as always. Absolutely. We'll see you okay. at the office. Yeah, no, <laughs> the I'm glad out you came on Shout out in the building, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, the audience. This has been another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Make sure you get you some Sleepers for Billionaires merchandise on our website. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you for watching. And we out.
1: Let's get it.